0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast. Today's Biz Tip Friday episode is all about raises, salaries, and bonuses. Ugh. Stay tuned. James Wedmore, and after building a multiple seven-figure internet business around my content and expertise, I became obsessed about transforming the struggling course creator, coach, and author into the inner-driven digital CEO. In this segment, we'll explore specific actionable strategies that you can deploy today to get you paid. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast, Biz Tip Friday Edition. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning back into the Mind Your Business podcast. Yeah, we did three episodes this week and... I'm back. Jilly's here. Yay, Jilly's here. She's going to help me out with this episode. It's a listener submitted question. Hey, by the way, we haven't heard from you. Why? Why? Are you getting into your fears and stories about... What do you think it is? Why do you think that this person listening hasn't submitted their question yet?
1: I feel like they're like, oh, this isn't a good enough question Mm. to ask, or they're not going to be able to talk about this for a full podcast episode.
0: Let us be the judge of that.
1: We can talk for hours.
0: (laughs) That's true. Don't get us started. We can talk about how we can talk about for hours, too. So how can they submit a quick audio question and get featured on an upcoming episode
1: all you have to do is go to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash qa and submit your question via audio we use this cool thing called SpeakPipe, and you just talk your question into your phone and hit submit
0: yeah it's so easy and if you'd like we wouldn't even know you could write it first and then just read it right into the microphone but please we want to hear from you because the more you submit your questions the better you make this podcast because we're delivering content that you want. How cool is that? And you're gonna get a shout out. In fact, in a moment, we're gonna actually shout out our listener submitted question right now. This week's listener submitted question comes from Steven Lung. Now, Steven asks a great question when it comes to building your team and all that stuff, bonuses, salary, promotion, raises, and motivation. And it's going to be a good one. So, Stephen, take it away. Hi, James. My name is Stephen. And I want to ask a question about when you should raise your team member's salary. Because sometimes they might not ask for it themselves, but they might feel that they're underpaid. Or maybe, you know, sometimes giving a pay raise is a good way for motivating them. But then on the other hand, sometimes it might not be. So, how should I gauge, you know, how much I should pay my team member, and also when may be a good time to give them a raise, uh, even if they don't ask for it. That's all, thank you. Okay, Steven, thank you so much for the question. It was a really good question.
1: It was, and I wanna acknowledge you for asking questions like a digital CEO.
0: Yes, and asking from a place of like, you can really get a sense that there's a care and a commitment to taking care of your team. Mm -hmm. Great businesses are built by great teams. It's our responsibility to help foster their own greatness and make sure that they're happy, make sure that they're taken care of and make sure they're in a safe, supportive environment. So by asking this question, you're doing that. Mm -hmm. And we should all be asking these questions. And now we have some answers to this question and they're different than what you think. And that's the thing. You have to ask yourself, have I been running successful businesses in the past? Have I had a successful team in the past? And the answer is no. You may not want to rely on what you are perceiving as common sense Mm -hmm. because growing a great team is not very common. That's right. That's right. So we have a very different approach to most, and maybe you've heard this concept before, but your brain is a lot like a parachute. It doesn't work if it's not open. <laughs> so we're gonna ask you to stay a little bit more open today, even if you're in your head saying, well, this episode is just not relevant for me because I haven't built my team yet. You will. If you're serious about growing your business, you will one day.
1: And maybe this question has been holding you back from building a team. So That's hopefully we can right. lift some of the pressure from you and can encourage you to get that process started. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk about raises. Here's our take and our philosophy. A raise for most of the time should come from what we call increased responsibility and increased responsibility is usually some form of promotion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And in our business I have a philosophy and I'm very communicative about this I'm very clear on it and I've I've heard this in several other very successful like multi-million dollar companies have confirmed this for me we don't hand out promotions in in fact that's a huge mistake is you see the greatness in somebody else which is awesome good that's so great and then you come to them and you say I think you can do this I want to give this to you what do you think and the thing is is you've given them no other option. Of course they're going to say yes because they want to make you happy. They want to impress you. They want to do a good job. And a lot of times they're saying yes to something that they don't even want, let alone understand, let alone are even capable of.
1: They might even think if they say no that their job is on the line. Yes. They might not have a job if you say no.
0: Exactly. So we never hand out promotions and we're very clear on this. We always kind of say it jokingly, but very accurately and truthful. You got to take it. You gotta want it. You gotta want it and you gotta take it. That's why one of our core values in our company is... Takes initiative. Bingo, bango, bongo. So we first and foremost look at, you know, there's like base pay salary and then increasing that salary based on the role that they fill in the company and that responsibility. Now, raises can come over time, of course, based on seniority. You know, Mm -hmm. you're with a company longer and that individual just provides more value because they know more things, they're, you know they have a more higher level of mastery and sophistication. And so there's value inherent in that. And so you can create some sort of structure that over time you're with us for, you know, X amount of years that you get this percentage increase type thing. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing to have, but generally sense like just giving people raises because you feel like they want it isn't really a really great strategy. Correct. Okay. But looking at linking it with what is the responsibility that they're taking on in the business can really help. And we don't give it away, so we also just don't, here, here, here's just more money because maybe I feel like you have a sense that you want more, and we're gonna talk about that in a moment, so stay tuned, okay? But, however, despite saying that, what we love to do is offer as many bonuses as possible, Mm -hmm. especially when you look at the nature of our type of business where it's not very even, revenue streams that's like 10% growth month after month, very
1: consistent. Yeah, most people are doing launches. Yeah. It's less predictable.
0: Exactly, and you might be doing a launch too, or we'll have a live event, so there's a lot of revenue there, but then the next month there's nothing. But the month before that, there was also a lot of expenses. And so our philosophy is, especially to those that are higher up within our company, that are directly attached to the performance of these revenue-generating activities, that when the business makes money, they make money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to talk about the two types in a moment, but that's the first way I would, I would really look at it is, is looking at bonuses as a few different strategies for bonuses that are great tools and strategies for showing that you appreciate your people, incentivizing them, getting them fully invested and rewarding them for and
1: getting them excited about the vision.
0: Exactly.
1: And their role in the vision too.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So to keep it simple, I I see two types of bonuses that we could be using with our team. First is the just like, you're looking back at something like a job well done, and you say, high five, five, thank you, by the way, here's a bonus for the work you've done. You know, it's like they've completed a project, or they, you know, we've talked about this in the past, doing scorecards we can look at the end of quarter one and say, wow, this person hit all their goals in quarter one, or this person had the most X, Y, Z, whatever. We want to acknowledge them for that. We didn't tell them at the beginning of quarter one, if you do this, we'll give you this. But we just see, wow, this person really demonstrated some core values. They crushed it on their goals. Even if they didn't hit their goal, they did some amazing things. Job well done, here you go, Mm -hmm. thank you. Those are great because they're a surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, Everyone likes surprises. It's just like when you find $20 bills in your pair of your jean pocket, and you're like, wow, that just made my day, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's another type. And these are when you create like a bonus structure that's really tied to a project, right? Like, hey, we're gonna go do this promotion, or we're gonna do this renewal process, or we're gonna do this whatever. And there's a revenue-generating goal. And by the way, it doesn't have to be revenue-generating goals. Those are just always the easiest ones to work with. It'd be like
1: social media growth or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're going to do a social media campaign and for every X amount of this, you're going to get Y dollars or Mm -hmm. something like that. And you want to take some time here. There is no one right or wrong way, but it needs to make sense for the business. You know, some are like, oh, this will be great if, you know, we make this many sales, but if we were to make that many sales, like, whoa, that doesn't make any sense anymore. So it has to make sense pretty much at every level. Okay. So you kind of might have to think these through, but what that does is it really gets the person who's responsible for that project invested in the project.
1: I think it's really important here too, to co-create that goal Mm. with them, or at least get them to agree that they're comfortable with the goal because you don't want to set a goal that sounds even like Harry scary to you, but then you just throw it off on someone else and expect them to hit it without really giving them any direction not hitting a goal could also be not very motivating to employees, especially if there's money yeah. on the other line. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, and that's a, you know, that's another situation or another conversation based on like when I talk to entrepreneurs about like creating these big, hairy, scary, unrealistic goals. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should be doing that necessarily for your team because they're not gonna have the the discipline and the, the level of mindset as you to detach from the meanings that you associate with those goals if you don't feel like you're gonna hit them.
1: Yeah, teams love to win. They do, mm-hmm. absolutely,
0: and every team wants to be on a winning team. So here's some examples of this. First of all, this is a great simple strategy. Let's say you're doing a project. It's a revenue-generating activity. Let's say it's a launch. Okay, great. What you could do is if you've done this launch before, and let's say you did it yourself, right? I don't know, you did this webinar thing. Now you want someone to come on as a project manager. You want them to lead this. And so in order for them to really feel like they own the project, you feel the urge to give them a performance bonus structure one way you could do this is you could say, well, here's what we did last time. Like, let's say you say, last time we did $20,000, and that's 20 customers, okay? So you could say, I'm going to offer you, I'm gonna pay you X amount of dollars for every person after those 20. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we're redoing something that we've already done that's been proven, and I want to encourage you to go beyond that. And so there's a beautiful balance of like, look, we, if I did it again, I'm going to get 20 more people, but I want you to take it on and see if you can push the bar mm-hmm. and do more. And I want to incentivize you for that. And what that dollar amount is, you get to decide, but here's the thing. Chances are the person you're thinking of taking on this project would have done it with no bonus. Mm-hmm. So now this isn't just an added as an added perk it's an added incentive for them and it really gives them an opportunity to take a deeper level of ownership and I also love this idea because it's showing them I'm bringing you on because I want you to take this even further Mm -hmm. not just match what we did but like what can you do to take this to a whole nother level
1: I feel like it really encourages the person that you're doing that with to think outside the box and try new things and experiment and really come from that same like scientist mentality that you're probably coming from too.
0: Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts or ideas on like bonus structures that's coming to mind?
1: Um, The other thing I think that we've done in the past is setting goals based on like the three tiers. So like base goal, middle goal, hairy, scary goal, and setting bonuses based on what we hit.
0: Yes. So that's another way if you don't want things getting like too complicated is you, and, and even this person, like Julie said, co-creating the goal with them mm-hmm. is like, you have your safety goal, you have your hairy scary, and then somewhere in the middle is like the middle goal. Mm-hmm. And then you create a just a fixed number bonus for hitting each one of those. And it, it can be the same for each one. It's like, let's say it's, yeah. it's a thousand for this, and it's another thousand for this, and it's another thousand for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Great,
0: so you hit a, you know, You get all three, you get the $3,000, right?
1: Yeah. I also think... I mean, you're really good about this, too. Just taking it one step back is really making sure your team understands that all these numbers are just marketer math anyways. Yeah. And it's not just because you see $500,000 coming in, it's not 500,000 in the pocket. Yeah. And I'm giving you 500. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. There's so many other things, right. And that's something for all of us to understand. And so you need to understand it first step one and then step number two, you need to communicate it to your team because you know, you look at someone saying I made $500,000. It's like, great. You spent $55,000 on Facebook ads, half of those are affiliates and you got to pay them out 50%. Mm -hmm. You had a copywriter, you had a Facebook ads manager, you, you have the team, you know, their salaries too. like it can add up. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's why we share that is because, you know, part of what we bake into our culture, especially when we're sharing our students wins, we're like, Susie just made a 100000 and Michelle just did half a million. They're like, holy freaking cow, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's easy for someone who doesn't know this industry to just think that literally you're just putting a half a million dollars in your pocket.
1: Yeah, especially for someone who isn't like a B2B type program.
0: Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. So it's very important that you are communicating with your team, even if it's just one other person, that... Even for you to say like, I, I'm, I tell my team, I'm like, look, I take a salary. Everything else goes back into the business and it's money used to grow the business. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, my choice is get, you know, just give away everybody else more money or use this money to grow the business. Mm-hmm. And growing the business means getting in front of more people. It also means attract a bigger team. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, we could save money and I could give a little bit more of that to this individual or to you but that means you don't have that assistant anymore. You don't have right. the rest of that team that can help take off the load. You know, so there's always a, a trade-off. And why we share all this is it's just important to be in communication, which kinda comes up to one of our next points we'll get into in a minute. But I also think it's valid and really crucial that we talk about this idea of, of money linked to motivation. Part of what may drive a lot of entrepreneurs is they're motivated by money, but let's not make the dangerous assumption that the same things that motivate you is what motivates your team. Right? Money has been considered one of the lowest forms of motivation, and once people have enough money to, you know, pay for their quality of life and handle like check all the boxes off of their survival, you just think about like what. By the way, we read a post recently about. 25 most expensive cities to live in in America. Mm-hmm. 17 out of the 25 were California, by the way. <laughs> Mostly Northern California, you know, like San Lies. Francisco, <laughs> Santa Rosa, and Santa Cruz. You know, anyways, so even just think about that. Like, living in a city that's very expensive to live versus the cheapest city to live in, in America, someone's not going to have as many needs or motivation. for. They're like, wow, I get my, my life taken care of very easily. You know, everything else after that isn't that much. There are, what I'm getting at folks is that there are far more other things that are more powerful drivers and motivators for team members that are motivating them day in and day out. Jilly and I didn't prep on this. So Jilly, what do you think some of those things are that motivate a team member beyond money?
1: Environment for sure. I think one thing that we hear a lot in interviews that we've done is, actually having their ideas executed on and being listened to. Working with
0: great people. Working,
1: exactly. Like somewhere where it feels more like a family than just a place that they clock in and clock out. A place where they really can just have fun and be inspired.
0: Yeah, 100%. And the other thing is that we have a ton of other perks being a part of Team Wedmore. Mm -hmm. What are some of the perks that you would say again? I didn't prep Jillie or tell her that I was even going to ask this question. I didn't tell her what the answer would be.
1: I mean, I have a lot of perks. (laughs) Um, There's cool things, obviously, like we get to do a lot of events. So hanging out at events all year round is really amazing. Getting to be inspired by some incredible people that we get to see at these events or see online every day. There's other things like we do retreats in New York. So going to New York City, we do team lunches.
0: Yeah, we get to work across the street from the beach.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have an ocean view.
0: You know, we have fun things in the office like our core value weekly winner every Mm -hmm. week someone who's demonstrated core value actually gets money
1: yeah we get to work from home whenever we want
0: yep yep we've had things where you know sometimes it's temporary sometimes it's like consistent but we've done things where we've you know paid team members for certain things you know whether it's a car or house cleaning Mm -hmm. or a program they wanna learn. We have a lot of like personal development workshops and books and yes. training classes Thank that we- Thank you for reminding
1: me that, that's that we, perk.
0: That's okay, you don't have to remember all of them, <laughs> Julie. That we offer our members, right? Because part of our environment is also like personal growth and learning. I think one of the biggest perks, and it's always been my dream, and it's it's a dream come true by the way, is that every single person that ever works for us whether they're here a month or five years or anywhere in between, when and if they choose to leave, they will have left a better person. Mm -hmm. They will have more skills, better communication, better leadership, better productivity, clarity, focus, all the things. Because those are all the things that I had to learn. You're going to have to learn them too and I love sharing them with the team. I mean, having one of our team members come in because they're like, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm freaking out, I don't know how to prioritize, and then like teaching them how to do that, showing them how to be a better leader, to step into bigger roles, take on more responsibility, and develop skills that quite frankly are the most valuable skills that any business could use, like copywriting, and Facebook advertising, and social media marketing, and they're walking in without any knowledge or experience and whenever they choose to leave, they have those skills.
1: That's true. That's really a daily occurrence here. Yeah. So it's oh, <laughs> so what you're saying is
0: you just take it for granted now.
1: Like, sometime now that I think about <laughs> it a little bit, but yeah, you, I mean, every time you're walking into one more HQ, you're always walking out a better person. So
0: yeah. And that's, you know, look, I don't know how many employees we've interviewed applicants. And that was one of their top things was like, I want to grow. Mm-hmm. I want to learn more. Well, That's motivating people more than money.
1: Mm -hmm. Money is such a temporary thing, especially coming from, you know, my previous job where that was used as a motivating thing. I I almost felt like after a while it was like, okay, this is cool. But the like flare of it wore off Mm. and then I was just over it. And then it started to eat me up inside like I was selling my soul. Yeah. (laughs) And it just really wasn't doing it for me anymore. Right.
0: Right. And then I think we've shared some study about how like all these millennials were interviewed recently and they said that they would take a 60K job that was a happy, supportive, positive environment over a 100K job that made them unhappy. Mm -hmm. I mean, wouldn't we all?
1: I mean, if you even think about it from like a money perspective too, if you're unhappy, you're probably going to be spending more money anyway. So the more money you have, the more money you're going to spend and you're not going to see any of it stack up in your bank account anyways yes (laughs) that happened to me I went in the most debt when I was making the most money wow Mm -hmm. because I was just living for the weekend you know spending my whole life or my whole week hating my life Monday through Friday and then I get to the weekend and like need to go all out just to forget that I needed to go back on Monday (laughs)
0: <laughs> think about that you guys like what if the money you have isn't necessarily going into someone's salary but it's going into the entire company the entire business to improve the environment mm-hmm. i mean we have an i can't wait i keep geeking out about it a ex- super exciting team retreat coming up in may
1: that's a big perk right there
0: yeah we're gonna be taking the entire team out to sedona arizona we're gonna be there for a few days we have like fun activities and mm-hmm. things to do and it's a bonding time it's not okay guys let's go to a different location and work harder <laughs> it's a time together to hang out to remind the team of the vision and connect e- each other as friends so we build better relationships and go UFO hunting yeah what okay let's address the final thing that came up in Steven's question that I think is extremely important because I got a sense that he says that he has a sense that they feel underpaid I want to go with a step deeper with you. And realize that when I hear someone talking about this, there's actually a bigger issue at play. And the bigger issue goes exactly back to what Jilly said about environment. Have you created an environment where your people do not feel like they can communicate what's on their mind? If that's the case, that is the first thing to fix. Mm -hmm. You need to have, you don't need to, but when you have an open door policy and a safe, Place communication gets fixed, gets solved, and everything in performance is about communication. So if you get the sense that they feel a certain way, but they're not communicating to you, you have a bigger problem. Why are they not communicating to you? Are they afraid of you? Are they afraid of losing their job? That is not a good environment. And today, we're very clear on that, and I'm also very clear that everyone should ask what they want. Now I tell, I preface, they say, you can ask what you want and anything's possible as a goal for terms of bonuses or salaries, but part of the trade-off is you can communicate at any time what you want, salary, bonuses, time, blah, 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 but you must be willing to show me how that pays the business even more. So someone wants to tell me, and it's not, it's just straight, it is what it is. It's it's called good business. I want to be making this much money. The first thing I'm going to say is great. And how much money is that now going to make the business? Mm -hmm. And if you can't demonstrate that, if you're not willing to show that, you know, you're just like, well, I just, you know, this law of attraction, the secret, I closed my eyes, I asked for it, I wanted to get it. No, because what it also does is it gets people to be responsible to or to see their responsibility within the business of what they can cause and create to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And cause that's what I'm all about, you know, it's the whole thing, I think Tony Robbins said it, like life pays you exactly what you ask for.
1: Yeah, so. and if you are getting vibes from your team that they're feeling underpaid or you've heard that come up, I actually feel like it's a mask for something deeper. I feel like the payment's the surface level issue, but oh, I would guarantee that it's probably something more to the root of it, like they're feeling underappreciated or taken for granted of or overworked, not supported, something like that.
0: Yeah, 100%. So what would be better is if you get any type of sense from anyone like this, and instead of just making assumptions too, which is Mm -hmm. very dangerous, is to call them in their office and ask them a very simple question like, what's on your mind? Mm -hmm. Anything you wanna get off your chest? Anything you wanna talk about, I'm here. And they're gonna say no the first time. And then you're gonna say, are you sure? And then you can just watch their body language and say, it looks like there is. So, and then you can just ask, curious why you wouldn't wanna share what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna share something, okay? And so this is not necessarily the work we signed up for. <laughs> you just say, oh, I thought, well, I thought I could just have a laptop that I turn into an ATM and all this money flies out.
1: Yeah. And and, I mean, it's really all about just getting to know your team members and and what does drive them or what's holding them back from their full potential. Because maybe it's when you talk to them and you get clear on what it is that they're actually struggling with. It could be, for example, like, oh, you know, I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm working so hard. But when I get home, I just feel like I need to do all these extra chores and that stresses me out. So instead of just giving them more money, it might be more official. It's like, okay, well, let me just get you a housekeeper once a week. Right. Or it's less money for you and a better trade-off for them.
0: Or let me get something off your plate. And mm-hmm. that's something that we've done that I think is brilliant. Just quite amazing. I mean, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Is that our team has their own virtual assistants. Yes, and we train them to be managers. We treat them like their own managers. It's like, you're responsible for this thing, but you don't have to do it. And that's on you. And it's a beautiful way in which they learn delegation and time management and leadership and communication is just like, look, you only have so many hours in the day. You don't have to do it all yourself. And if right now you feel like you're overwhelmed, it means you're not using the tools, resources, and people that you have at your disposal. Mm-hmm. So do it. You mm-hmm. know, And it kind of forces them to, I have to let go of this thing because I just don't have the time. And that's a very powerful way to grow. But the point is as the boss, the digital CEO, I'm creating an environment for them to thrive. I'm saying here's someone that's can help you. It's $3 an hour and you can use them as much as you need to so that you get your time back. But it's always gonna be up to them if they choose to use that or not. Mm-hmm. The point is I'm creating an environment where that's possible. And so if they say there's just too much work and not enough time, I get to come back and say, or is this really a matter of you not using the tools and the people that are at your disposal, right? Now we can have a different conversation other than, oh, you're a jerky boss because you gave me too much to do and not pay me for it, Mm -hmm. okay? So this was a fantastic episode, fantastic conversation. Great question, Stephen. Jill, you have anything else to add before we wrap this up?
1: I think that's it, but again, I just want to congratulate you on looking out for your team and wanting to do what's best. I think that's huge, so go CEO.
0: 100%, and this is, No matter where you're at, this is not something you put off. You gotta start thinking, acting, operating this way now, even if you're working with a part-time virtual assistant, even if it's like your spouse is helping you or your son is helping you, you gotta start acting this way now. Not tomorrow, not the next day, not someday, because someday never comes, but right now, okay? Mm -hmm. Great businesses are built by great teams, and a great team gets created by great leadership. And that's a bit of the conversation that we dipped into today. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And we'll see you here next time on the Mind Your Business
1: Podcast. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: What is the reoccurring revolution? Well, if you look closely, you'll notice that smart and successful entrepreneurs are all adding reoccurring monthly revenue to their business model so they can create consistency in their cash flow and certainty in their lives. And they're doing this with paid monthly digital membership programs. So let me ask you, did you get into this business so you could stay up late at night and worry about where next month's sales were going to come from? Or did you want to create something that would work even when you didn't? That's what a membership is all about. And my good friend, Mr. Stu McLaren, founder of Tribe, is hosting a free video workshop on how to start, launch, and grow your very own profitable membership so you too can get in on the reoccurring revolution and finally move from a place of constantly selling to consistently serving. So to get started now, head on over to jameswedmore.com forward slash tribe right now.